They used to have a lot more industry than there is now because you've got some of these people in office, government offices, are having contracts with outsiders and getting kickbacks. Now, a lot of the industries that were inside the institution where the inmates were making mm -hmm. the juices, the milks, the bur you know, all this mm -hmm. stuff. And it was going, it was teaching them something and it was going back. And so we also had a farm. They got all their meat, their cattle. And so it was teaching them something. Plus the money's going back into the institution. But now it's going out. It's not going back. It's not... It's going out to other people and other states, somebody from another state even, you know. And I think that needs to go back inside the institution. Within three years of release, two out of three ex-offenders are rearrested. Clearly, something is broken. It's time we strategize ways to prevent repeat offenses. Our brainstorming session starts now. Welcome to A Prisoner's Pardon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Prisoner's Pardon Podcast. I'm your host, Michi J. Today, I thought we should play it back. I want to play for you a previous episode that was done in 2021 by a former guard. Her name is Dory Maloney. She's an ex-guard who now is in a different profession. Actually, she is a airline attendant. What she is talking about in this episode was some of the things that she observed while being a guard and her opinion on how we can better the system. Please excuse the audio version. This was an older episode, didn't have the greatest mic, but the information is well worth listening to and just turn the volume up some so you can hear us. Thank you so much. Now let's jump right in. Hello everyone. We have a special guest here today. Her name is Dory Maloney and she was a correctional officer for over 12 years and I've known her oh probably about six years or so now and I used to actually work in a probation parole as well not far from her but she is now a flight attendant. She's flying all around the country and um, she's just a dear friend of mine and I grabbed her for an interview because I know you all would love to hear from her. Hi, Dory. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> oh, wow. She is staying here um, in the Milwaukee area. She's just on a layover here. Um, she works for United Airlines. And um, I'm just so happy to see her because I never get to see her because she's always flying around. So, Dory, um, I wanted to talk to you today about your experience in being a correctional officer. So can you tell us a little bit about your experience in working at, um, what, what facilities did you work at? Well, I worked at um, a couple mediums. I worked at a maximum and a supermax. Wow. And also at the work camp okay. that went with the supermax. Oh, okay. So a variety. Okay, so you, you really was around. Yeah. yeah, I think, did you tell me one time you had to take some self-defense classes or something? Or? We, in our training, we had to do self-defense. Okay, and you have to do it as a student. I have to do it as a flight, a flight attendant. Flight, I flight attendant, yes. We yes. had to do that also in training. Oh, 
Okay. All right. So um, I know at one time you had talked to me about um, seeing some of the the inmates and how they were reading their Bible and and just tell us more about that because at times it's just hard to see them come out and really kind of maintain that behavior. So what what can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Well, there's there's a lot of support in the prison system mm-hmm. for Christians because there's a lot of volunteers from different churches that go in. The institutions also have their own chaplains um, and then they'll have others for um, if some of them are Buddhist, they'll have someone that comes in there for that. If someone um, is Muslim, they have somebody that comes in for that. Um, but the Christians They'll read their Bibles. Hmm. I mean, they they talk about it. They'll have Bible studies on their wings, and they'll appoint one individual to lead it. Um, they go to church. Hmm. Um, so, so how do they appoint? You know, you said that on their wings that they would just have they're one. Just, uh, yeah, they're just other inmates that they um, like. There'll be an inmate that might start the Bible studies, and then he will go around and say, hey, you know, I saw you in church the other day. You know, I'm gonna start a Bible study, you wanna come? You know, mm-hmm. or two or three that are buddies that hang out, whatever, or go to church together, they'll talk about, hey, let's start a Bible study on the wing, and then amongst them, they'll decide, oh, why don't you lead it? Why don't you lead the Bible study? You know, you're, you're better at Mm-hmm. talking or whatever you know mm-hmm. um, and they they seem real serious mm-hmm. about it and they're open about mm-hmm. it they don't they're not um, ashamed mm-hmm. that that I've seen they mm-hmm. don't appear to be ashamed about it mm-hmm. um, but then on the flip side can I talk about the flip side yeah um, you have those that will go to church just because they can get out of their cell. Hmm. They can get off the wing. They can go see some other buddies from another housing unit that otherwise they can't see unless they happen to pass them on the, the walk from Chow or whatever. So that's their way of connecting and, you know, um, they'll, use, they'll use church hmm. to kind of manipulate what they what they want to do and that's that's the bad side and um, then there's those when they leave prison mm-hmm. they'll leave God right where they found him wow. so they I know I've spoke to a lot of them and told them please don't leave God here in the side these walls because you're gonna need him more when you get on the streets, when you get out there. Hmm. Because now you're not gonna have anybody to make most of your decisions for you. And inside the prison, you have people that's making most of their decisions. What time they get up, what time they go to eat, what time, you know, mm-hmm. lock up. Out there you don't. You need God, you know, but so many of them don't. But there are those that do, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. they, they make it. You know, a lot of them make it when they get out. 
That's good. So what do you, um, can you tell, I mean, it's probably not obvious, but do you have an opinion sometimes when you see certain ones, it looks like they probably just using this or, um, what do you? Well, not unless you're there and seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, if you're an officer that's working, mm-hmm in the the chapel at the time you see a lot of things you see those that aren't really paying any attention because they're too busy doing you know the little talking stuff mm-hmm. and you know they're not in the same housing units mm. you know different things like that um and then you hear other inmates talk other inmates We'll talk about, oh, so-and-so and so-and-so, you know, when they're going to meet at church or when they met at church, you know. Oh, it's more like a social mm-hmm. setting. Yeah, or if, if they're up to no good, mm-hmm. then that's, they think that's their way of kind of covering up hmm. other things that they want to do, okay. you know. So this, um, so the chapel, they have like a, a real chapel mm-hmm. in there? Well, it's... Not a real church, mm-hmm. you know. It's just a room with chairs, basically. You know? Oh. Now there's um, there are some institutions like your um, a couple of the uh, minimum security mm-hmm. um, institutions will have like a real real church, um, but other than that, the majority of them is just a room set up. But it's you hmm. know it's like a thing call it the chapel or church okay yeah Yeah, I was just talking to um my brother you know he's he's locked up right now and he was saying that you have to have get permission to go to church Uh like get on get on a slip he Uh was at well I'm not sure he said like it was probably hard to do or is that now the institutions I worked at it wasn't okay you know of course I've been out for a while Mm -hmm. um but you do have to have a pass yeah. to go, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I know they're only allowed so many to go at a time. So, you know, there's... Probably with COVID, it may be different. Who knows? I right, guess, right. You know what? I just thought about that. Yeah, it might be different it might now. It be totally different. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about yeah. that. Okay. All right. So, you also said that, you know, you had... What Buddhists or mm-hmm. yes, Muslims? Muslims. Buddhist, uh-huh. So where do uh, they go worship? Where do how do they worship in the prison? Well, they'll they'll have a separate room. Oh, they'll okay. Have separate rooms, yeah, and then they'll have their whatever whatever they're called. I don't know what they're called. I don't either. You know, I mean, even like the Muslims, they have their Ramadan. Oh, okay. In prison. That's a how how many days is that? Like I think it's thirty. Wow, thirty days. So they're allowed for those 30 days to, you know, go to their special meals and oh, okay. all that stuff, you know, and they have their prayer rugs. and. Can you, like, well, how do they know if someone is Christian or not? or? Because when they, when they do their, um, when they get transferred to an institution, mm-hmm. when they do their intakes, mm-hmm. okay, they ask all these. If you're gang affiliated, you know, uh, what's your religion? If you have a religion, mm-hmm. 
got any tattoos, you know, they check your, their body to see if they had any tattoos, and they note all that stuff. Wow. So if they don't tell them, they don't know. Okay. But it, it, most of them will say whether they are or they aren't, or they're Muslim, or they're whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. They'll tell them, and oh. it's noted. Okay. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I have my opinions on, you know, some of the reform that's going on for prisons and stuff, and... Um, I'm just real interested in what do you think, like from your experience over, you know, over 12 years of experience as a correctional officer, if you were designing a bill or, or looking at prison reform, so to speak, what would be some of the things that you would do to, from your experience that know, um, to, that you think will help for as a person getting out of prison and helping them be um, just successful? in just a productive citizen so that they just don't repeat it. Mm -hmm. What would be some of the things that you think should be like available for them? Do you think it should be more programming or, you know, cause I hear um, about, you know, them setting up programs like, well, of course, uh, uh, substance abuse, which is really needed, I think. Mm -hmm. So what other things do you think mm -hmm. can happen? You know, one thing I would just say, I don't see a lot of things happening before they hit the streets, mm -hmm. you know, and it, and they come out, and I think it's just too late then, right, for them to be right. able because now they're gonna have all this distraction. Well, they do. I mean, they do have certain institutions have like all the mechanics, and they get certified for all the mechanics. Oh, that's good. Mm hmm. Um, they have some have um, industries. Ooh. Where they make things like a lot of the the parks, the national park, the uh, state parks, mm -hmm. national parks. A mm -hmm. lot of the institutions will make those benches and the trash cans and the oh they do uh, that yeah and the charcoal grills. Yes, they make those and they also will sell them to employees. Employees buy that stuff and mm -hmm. the inmates are making it. You know and they get paid. Mm -hmm. You get paid to do it, you know, and then of course the money goes right back into the system because mm -hmm. that's what helps buy the supplies and pay for employees and pay them, you mm -hmm. know. Um, they used to have a lot more industry mm -hmm. than there is now because you've got some of these people in office, government offices, that are having contracts with outsiders and getting kickbacks. All the time, I see. So now, <laughs> a lot of the industries that were inside the institution where the inmates were making mm -hmm. the juices, the milks, the bread, you know, all this mm -hmm. stuff. And it was going, it was teaching them something and it was going back and so we also had a farm. They got all their meat. Wow. Their cattle. And so it was teaching them something plus the money's going back into the institution but now it's going out it's not going back it's not it's going out to other people and other states somebody from another state even you know um and i and i think that needs to go back inside the institution i think all these contracts on the outside needs to stop yes people on the outside need jobs but if they want to work there's plenty of jobs okay mm -hmm. See, that's what I think is missing, too, because um, I did used to hear about that stuff. And I do see, like, it, you know, 
in Cook, Cook County, I call it. Mm -hmm. But um, these contracts will be with these vendors. They're getting these kickbacks and um, prices for things in there is just sky high. And if, oh, God forbid, if you lose money in one of those machines, you can't ever right. get your money back. And, you know, I, you're right. I used to see a lot of industry work, but now it's nothing. And these these men and young ladies or you know young people in there right. they're sitting in around there with nothing to do. Right, getting and in trouble. Getting in trouble. I mean, what they say? What if you? Um, what do you say if you don't have? Any, it's a devil's workshop. If yeah, you idle hands. Idle. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. like that's pretty interesting. I I totally forgot about that part mm -hmm. and I didn't understand the industry part because I forget somewhere in Illinois where they used to make um cotton underwear mm -hmm. it was one of the places do they still do they that? used to make all the inmate uniforms wow too. and they took the, that wow see this is yeah not shocking I right. shouldn't say right. this is not shocking and, and, and I don't I, I don't agree with it you know mm -hmm. a lot of and a lot of men and women, mm -hmm. mostly men, mm -hmm. when they go into institution, the institution is supposed to rehabilitate. Well, they don't know to begin with how you rehabilitate them. That's You've got to teach them to begin with. That's my. Ma Everybody, get my book. I'm reading just exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. It's like they're calling them correctional centers. Where are they being corrected? Yeah. Where? Where? What are they doing? They're right. sitting around all day and they're doing nothing and all they're they're just gonna come right back. Right. And okay, every inmate now, if they don't have a high school diploma when they go in, they have to get their GED. Is that mandatory? It's mandatory. But what I don't agree with is mm -hmm. because inmates have figured out to they figure out how to get over on the system. They will figure it out. The yeah, ones, they do. Know, they always do. The ones that aren't doing things um, for the better, you mm -hmm. know, for the to better themselves. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what I learned, if an inmate fails his um, test, GE test, he can take it again. Well, each time he takes a GED class, he gets good time for taking that class. So now they fail it on purpose. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm serious. I am serious. Wow. Now, now my thought about this, okay, give them that tip, give it to them any, how many times they want to take it, but don't give them any good time for it. Oh, okay. That, All right. That's a good one. You, if you, you take it and you pass it, okay, you're going to get good time. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. But after that, if you want to keep failing it, if you want to fail it, just, no. Wow. No. Okay, I'm gonna go back to that question. I didn't know because I that was one of the main things I was saying that they should it be mandatory that they get uh, educated. Mm -hmm. So that's mandatory, but it's not mandatory that they be have a job though. Is that that's not mandatory? Okay. No, that's not mandatory. And they do have college classes, mm -hmm. some you know different. And there again, you have inmates that will manipulate to take these classes so they can get good time, and they have no desire whatsoever to do anything that education now you can't know what an inmate's thinking all the time i mean you know 
Um, you can't put something on their head, a cap with mm -hmm. wires or whatever to see who's serious about this and who's not. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there has to be some kind of way that the inmates, because I I know there's been inmates that were serious about wanting to get in these certain classes and get an education. So when they got out. And they couldn't get in because other people are taking advantage. Okay. Yes. So now they got this long list, and these other people, and I mean, it gets known. It don't take long for it to get around that mm -hmm. you know, oh so and so and you know, and that's so unfair. Yes, definitely unfair. Unfair because I've seen so many that really wanted and and would ask me to call the school and ask if there's any way they can take these tests, you know. Right. And I know they were serious about. Mm -hmm. um, wow, I didn't realize all that was going on in there. But that's, you know, that's why I think, you know, these uh, representatives and the ones that's making these bills and helping design these um, reform bills should be talking to people like you and uh, me as a family member, just understanding mm -hmm. and seeing what's really going on and then designing, helping to um, um, write up these reform bills and stuff. But uh, most especially, you know, they, they have to have some sort of, I think some training with scriptural doctrine mm -hmm. because um, I know even on the outside, you don't even have a lot of te uh, uh, churches teaching the word. Right, right. But um, I think even more so, it, it needs to be inside those facilities and let them understand that they do owe a debt to Christ, to mm -hmm, God mm -hmm. as well, because it's not just a debt to society. Right. This is one of the points that I bring up because, you know, a lot, they don't, they don't make that connection mm -hmm. and um, understanding accountability and consequences. So um, I think with a combination like this and, mm -hmm. and prayer, of course, mm -hmm. and working with these families right. before they step out right. and getting them ready, mm -hmm. I think it can be a lot of a turnaround. Right. And especially with what you're talking about with these, the contracts not, no longer in the facilities like that. And, Man, it's like, that's just such a tragedy, you know. It is. And I think that, okay, years and years ago, when someone went to prison, mm -hmm. they went behind the wall. What they What's considered behind the wall is a maximum institution. Hmm. And then you work your way to a minimum. You work your way on good behavior. You prove yourself. You stay out of trouble inside the institution. That makes sense. And then you can get to a minimum where you have less rules and less, you know, less confinement. But now people are just thrown in, oh, well, this person can go to minimum. Well, he, he ain't in prison. He's not in prison. Because he don't know what prison's like. Mm-hmm. It does look like you a camp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So let him get a taste of the hard time. They... Okay. Let them get a taste of that. Mm -hmm. And maybe that'll make them think, oh, do I want to, what I, do I want to come back to this? And then the next time you come back, you may not get to work your way to the, to the lesser and then to the lesser, you know, mm -hmm. make it a little steeper. Um, and I'm not saying throw the keys totally away on somebody and give up on them, but make them think. 
okay? Um, and then as far as having church, I think church needs to be offered more. Say, like, instead of letting everybody in the whole institution go to one room at mm -hmm. a time, mm -hmm. do it by wings. So now, these people are already been on the same, they can be around each other, so now they can't connive and, and get in trouble because their, their buddy's on the other <laughs> wing or in the other house or whatever. If you want to go to church, you go to church. Who's making these rules? Why, that just seems so simple. It does. It does. Why, why do you think these, why do you think they just kept it the way it was and not, and not looking and seeing what's happening and making sometimes no change? Sometimes I think they want them to fail. <sighs> That's, you know. I think sometimes they want them to fail. I didn't want to say that. Yeah. I didn't. Wow. I think it I, is, I really isn't it about money? It's always, that's, it's always about mm -hmm. money. Because if you can have church, even if it's eight hours a day, so what? You know, let each wing, there's four, most houses got four wings to them. You know, your ex-houses. Let those that wing, let them have an hour of church. Let that wing have an hour of church. Then the next one have, or do like they do with chows. Chow, you take turns. Wow. Today, this wing will have church, and maybe two, maybe two wings that have church at separate times. Then mm -hmm. tomorrow, another two wings that have church at a separate time. Then the next day, you know, rotate it, but have them all with the same people, so they can't be out there. Oh, I gotta see so and so tonight, or we gotta, you know, kind of eliminate some of that. There's too much temptation. Wow, you're just making way too much sense. You know, too you much know? temptation. Wow. And I know they're gonna have temptation once they walk out of those doors too. But the more God, they, God time they can get, and you, I mean, it is just such a great time to just capture. I mean, they're already in this position right here you this is a perfect time mm -hmm. to instill these sort of values right. and these this sort of um this discipline and um training because they it's hard for them when they come out and they they're used to sleeping all day and do, i mean how can they come out and hold a job down where they right. have to get up and mm -hmm. pay bills and you know it's just mm -hmm. you're right i think it's just designed to fail um well, that's it for, for us tonight. I really enjoyed our conversation, and this is so much truth, and you just confirming things with some of the research I've been doing as I'm doing the, the book, A Prisoner's Pardon, um, that's due out soon. So please, listeners, um, if you're interested in to hear and see points made like this, um, please sign up um, for the book that's coming out, and... I just want to thank Dory again for for just come for being here in Milwaukee and on, on a layover because yes. I never get to see my friend. Yes. So, so excited. Yeah. So, anything else you want to say to the to the listeners? Before? Any? No. Okay. No. Great. No. Well, just thanks for listening. <laughs> that's right. Thanks for listening, and everyone, you all have a blessed day. That's the end of the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Very informative to know what's going on inside, things like 
the impact of outsourcing of our prison industries, the need for more church services and prisons, and how religion and faith are played out in the prison system. Thank you for listening again. May you have a week filled with blessings. Thanks for tuning in to the show. For more information on our guests and resources, visit prisonerspardon.com. If you're enjoying the content, follow, like, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, please be sure to leave a rating and review. Until next time, God bless.